am I going to get the word out when I've got 20 followers? Well, not even 20 when you have just zero. Yeah. And you use, you know, you use techniques like using hashtags or you call in some favours for some friends. Yes, and you don't, you don't really know who to follow. You know, like you need to find the followers that you need to follow first. The influencer, we have the influencers, right? We had interesting people. We've got friends. We've got the businesses that we know around that we can follow. What do you think, Keith? What I personally do is I, I spend a great deal of my time that I spend on Twitter, the time that I allocate to that, actually helping others first. So, I mean, Jimmy has 1.2 million followers. Why would he be compelled to help me when I've got 44,000 followers? It's because mm. I've helped him so many times that he just feels compelled to help me back. He doesn't have to help me. He's only getting 44,000 extra hits as a result of my effort. Mm -hmm. Because we're mates now and you build up this cyber karma, as I call it, you know, so when you first start, I would actually absolutely focus on helping others. You know, if you tweeted by yourself for yourself, you're reaching 20, 30, 40 people. Well, big deal. But mm -hmm. if, if you help someone else share their ebook, like Jimmy's just released it. So I'm really proud of this. I'm going to embed this in the uh, show notes. Jimmy has just released a little ebook about vampires. Jimmy loves horror movies. And now it was released on Friday. I know that because he shared my post and he also shared the story about his book on Friday night, which is why I rang you or tweeted you. It's reached number 26 on Amazon in less than a week. Wow. So, and he asked me, can you, can you do some of your Twitter magic and try and help me get more reach? So I, I, I flipped around and I moved some of the words around and I used certain hashtags and, and I fed it back to him because as you and you, I'm very interested in your thoughts. Twitter is hard, isn't it? It's not intuitive. It's, it's look, not I, I had problems to actually put a Twitter post together because it is very limited and you need to. And I think my opinion with Twitter, I'm not a Twitter specialist, you are, but I think there is an art into it. So the posts need to look a certain way. Take away the picture, right? The picture comes then. But uh, just the writing part. I think that's a real art composing the whole Twitter post together. Yeah. You've said that a few times about this idea and I want to, I want to share a story which might help here. Mm. I, I used to write songs. I used to be a, a muso with very, very long hair and a heavy metal band. <laughs> Do you have a photo? <laughs> I have got several photos of that time period. It's really quite amusing. You know, the eighties, it was very eighties. I treat Twitter like a song. It's a chorus of a song. And as I mentioned last time, and I mentioned it again because it's very powerful. I like to tweet. It's better than a book. Here is my recipe, three hashtags and a hook. So you've got to have this hooky title. Great new post from Zenka. Here is a great post about IoT. You've got to find a hook. You've got to find a title. You've got to find this really snappy title. And that in itself is an art. It's, a, it's actually a, an art and the most, most likely the songs that you remember are the ones that have slightly kooky titles, I'm guessing. You just think of any of your favourite songs. I'm guessing your favourite song is, you know, I love you, would you marry me? It's not. <laughs> I love you, will you marry me? It's not your favourite song. 
your favourite song is probably some really cool song that's got this funky way of saying things or the lyrics of a song have got a funky way of saying things that say things in a slightly different way. You know what they mean, but they're not saying it straight. Yes. So the, the idea of a, a tweet is like you've got to pick it up like a song. It's got to be a song. Um, and if you notice my tweets, which you know, that's a style that I like, it's always four or five words that really get to the point. Do you actually make up all the headlines or do you use anything for the headlines? Like a um, headline curator? Or yeah, I, I actually... Um, Maker. <laughs> up, up until about two weeks ago, I used to create all my headlines myself, just spontaneously and naturally. Uh, but I did come across a really lovely uh, headline analyzer by CoSchedule, mm-hmm. which, which we've explored. Yes, I have, I have explored CoSchedule. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, very, very, so CoSchedule has a uh, headline analyzer, and what it does is it gives you a score out of 100. So you might just say something like, Here's a great post about the Internet of Things. Right, that might be the title. And you have a score of five out of hundred. Five, maybe. It's <laughs> oh yeah, you know, you, I heard that. What score is what? <laughs> try this and try you that. Remember how we were we were testing uh, different words, and you were That's right. This is going to be score about eighty. No, like eighty-six. <laughs> because you learn. So, you know, in a way, it's a little bit sort of of a game. But remember, remember, this is not you having an ice cream at the beach. This is you with a product that you're really proud of. This is you with a restaurant that you love. This is you with your favourite book that you've spent a year writing. Mm. You're using Twitter and social media in general to get interest from others. This is why you're doing it. So you're trying to get people to come to your site, read your article, come to your website and read that you know, 22 people have done it. We'll have to check it before we finish here, but I'm, I'm guessing it'll probably be maybe over almost 100 by now. You want people to read your articles. You want people to come to your gigs. You want people to come to your restaurant. You want people to buy your book. That's why we're in business. We're in business because we want people to do something, buy something, eat something, share something, sing something, watch something. So, And Twitter is just amazingly powerful for that. But bringing it back to the original premise, You've got to have a really powerful website. I don't offer that service, but I'm pretty sure Zenka would know people that would, and that's a separate story. We'll have a, tep- a whole separate story on how to make a website look good. I personally don't know. The, the real power of the social media experiment is when you're sharing content recently, regularly. It could be a blog. It could be a podcast. It could be a video. But here's where I'm going to talk about you a bit because I really love what you do. You have now a lovely site, boomshare.com.au, that allows people to blog, to share their podcasts, and to share their videos in one place. Yeah? So if you've got a website or a product and you never talk about it, how is anyone ever going to hear about you? They're never going to hear about you. You've You've got to promote. So blogging, podcasting, and making videos is simply a way of sharing what you do. That's all that, that it, it, that's its main purpose. I love podcasting because I love to talk. I know lots about Twitter and I can talk about it endlessly. I could make videos like this. I could write articles, but I choose to do podcasts. But that's, I'm not choosing to do podcasts for the sake of doing podcasts. I'm choosing to do podcasts because I'm sharing what I know 
with the people that need to or want to know it. And, and when they need to know more, they can come back. You and I have also discussed that we are very, very similar in terms of um, writing too. And I just discovered this um, fantastic idea about podcast because I can actually uh, use it for my blog post. It's incredible. <laughs> Well, I've alluded to this before, but I want to share these stats. This this stat is actually very important for businesses to know. 40% of people still prefer to read. So it's very important that you have some professionally written material on your site. If you can do it, that's great. If you can't, you probably need to pay someone to do it. And we we all know people that can do that. But 40% of people do simply prefer to read either an article or the the wording on the website or... uh, or learn something. You'll get, get, get the paper or, or get a book. That's still a very big part of the, today's society. But a growing part of society, and this is another thing that you offer, is that people are now starting to say, you know what, I don't have time to read, but I'm happy to watch a short video about it. Can you explain what you just said in a short video, maybe two minutes? And increasingly, about 40% of people when asked have said, you know what, I really like watching short videos that explain things because it helps me learn. Yes. Because it's short and I can see it and it's moving. It's visual and it's moving. So you you demonstrate how to cook a spinach uh, pancake. I get that. (laughs) I could probably do it myself after that. How-to videos and certain types of videos are also very important. This all all fits under the umbrella of the middle ground, blog, podcast, video. You can choose whatever. Blogging is, you know, acceptable. Most people know what that means. But the very, very, very interesting stat that I'm starting to play with and where we're now starting to do a lot of our work is that people increasingly, at the moment it's only 20%, but it's increasing. A lot of people are saying, you know what, I don't don't want to watch a video because I don't want to be stuck on a screen and I can't watch a video while I'm mowing the lawn or cooking those pancakes or cooking tea. Mm. I can't watch a video while I'm driving. So increasingly people are saying, you know what, I love to listen. I love to listen to things while I'm driving. <coughs> I love to listen to something when I'm on the train. I listen to podcasts when I mow the lawn. I mean, I'm just mowing the lawn. You know, but I, it takes me half an hour. I could be learning something in that time. I go for a walk. I go for a bike ride. I go for a run on the beach. I'm stuck on a train. I'm waiting for a plane. So podcasts are now becoming an increasingly powerful mechanism for sharing your story. And I'm very proud to say that, you know, I've shared some of my stories on your site. The other story about podcasts is that already now in 2016, very new cars are fitted with the ability to listen to iTunes, which is an Apple product, and Stitcher, which is a generic product that allows people to listen to podcasts on their phone. With that in mind, people have been very clever to say, well, wouldn't it be great if I could just turn my car on, I've got to drive to the city, it's an hour into the city, wouldn't it be great if I could just turn my iPhone on mm. and listen to a podcast with Keith and Denker talking about uh, how to, how to be, write a better blog? You know? I, I choose. You know, it's on demand. I choose the format that I like. So increasingly, and it's still only bubbling up yet, 2016, and eventually people are going to start adopting this format more, that they're going to start actively learning at times that suit them, on the bike, mowing the lawn, in the car, at at the airport. Because you can't watch a video when you're driving. You know, there's no denying that. I wouldn't advocate that. 
but you can listen to a podcast. It's a style of delivery where you can share your story in a format that people understand.